I'm Deva Flowers. And I'm Chief Bob Vasquez. Welcome to Creating Leaders of Character. Our purpose in creating this podcast is to help you empower yourself as a leader. Specifically as a leader of character. Deva and I come from two very different times. You might consider me an old school kind of leader. And I'm what might be considered an emerging leader. As different as our perspectives may be, we both agree that leading with character is important these days. Actually, it's always been important. Now, it may even be critical. Throughout this podcast, we'll share our perspectives, not to convince you to think like either of us, but to help you develop your own perspectives and apply them to make you a better leader. A leader of character. This podcast is powered by the Institute for Leadership and Strategic Foresight. Well, hello again, Miss Deva. Uh, I hope hello. your week has been good, and I hope the the baby and your husband are all doing well, and you as well, of course. So um, we, we got to start. We got start. We kind of almost got started in this <laughs> discussion about yeah, barely of uh, my character discovery process and uh, the the second part of that, which is I will. If you remember, the first part was I can, uh, being self efficacy basically, and then I will. And, and as uh, we said last week, you, you you may know that you should, but if you don't do it, who cares? It yeah. doesn't matter. You know, I, I, one of the things that, uh, and I don't struggle with this often, but uh, I, I work out six times a week just to maintain my health because you know, as you get older, you need to you need to maintain the vessel. You do, and it takes <laughs> more work and it's harder as you get older. It, it, you'll find out in about fifty years, but. Uh, <laughs> But anyway, there there's there are days that I don't want to work out, you know, and I say no. The, the, and, and I'm so good for at having excuses, Deva, that I don't even use words. I have numbers, you know. I'm not going to work out today because I'm number thirty-three. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing, you know. It's it's like AI. I already know all the well that, what it means, but uh, but the willingness to do it, you know, the discipline to do it is. Uh, I, I think we all struggle with that, and, and what I drive to do, and, and you know, I, I studied with uh, Stephen Covey, is mm-hmm. to make it habitual. Uh, so my book that I think brought us together, The seven, uh, Eight Basic Habits of Exceptionally Powerful Lieutenants, you know, it's important it's, that it, if it's a habit, then you just do it. You don't even know it. You just do it, you know. And um, uh, the, since the last uh, two years that I've been retired, I've been more disciplined in doing it. And in fact, I miss it when I don't. You know, yeah. uh, unless I have a, a real good uh, excuse, and that that's number four. That's a real good excuse, number four. But, uh, <laughs> so anyway, yeah, yeah, you 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 may know what you should do, but will you do it? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, Jacob and I just had this conversation because we want more than anything to wake up at five and take a cold shower and then go to the gym and then start our day. When when we do it, it's amazing. It actually hasn't happened for me since the baby because my excuse is I can't take the baby. But <laughs> <laughs> he didn't have an excuse. So he has started to do it. And I told him just yesterday that I wanted to do it. And then he started making jokes and stayed up super late so that he didn't have to do it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh, so I told him I'd go with him this morning. And we didn't because we stayed up making jokes and looking at RC helicopters to buy on Amazon. So, um <laughs> Uh, one of the things that we talked about to help us is some somewhere somehow I heard um, that there is this fight or flight 
type of feeling whenever there's an unknown. So without that habit formed, the question, it's it's question overload. It's, am I going to go today? How is it going to happen? What am I going to wear? When am I going to go? Do I have gas? And it's all too overwhelming. And then the fight or flight just makes you say, no, I can't do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's been helpful to us because I have repeated to him uh, quite a few times the past week or so. I, I've said, there's no question. There's no question. We're, we're doing it. And mostly for working out in the evenings, he'll get home. And I try to be a loving wife, but he gets home and he's tired. And I says, there's no question. You haven't worked out today. We have to go to the gym. Yeah. Um, and I think that's helped. So. Well, good, good. And, and you know, uh, at the beginning of the year, every year, you can't find parking at the gym. <laughs> yeah. You know, for the until about mid-February, I think uh, Dr. Lugo Santiago and I in, in our other podcast, uh, Leaders and Futures, were talking about this uh, last week, that you, you until 15 February, 16 February, you can find all the parking you want because everybody quit. Uh, that's just uh, unfortunately what a lot of us do. But but I think what happens is, and keep this in mind, I, I don't want to advise you, but I will, that we overwhelm ourselves. You know, we're, we're going to do this every day and we're going to do it for three hours every day. Well, that may not be, you may not have the time to begin with, you know, and you may not have every day to be able to do it. So if, if you start uh, with less uh, every other day, then eventually, again, as it becomes more habitual, you may be able to do it every day because you enjoy it, you know, or, or there's mm-hmm. some kind of, uh, uh, of uh, uh, payback, you know, the feeling that you feel when you've worked out or when you've read a book or when you've watched a, a good movie or those type of things. So, and then as, as it, uh, it pleases you more, then you're, you're going to tend to do it more, you know? And of course you've got the little one that you have to work your life around. So, you know, you gotta be careful with that. Of course, you know, you know that, but um, you know, and there's, uh, I've read many books about the, the difference between willpower and discipline. Uh, and I, I'm not real sure that I know the difference, but the, the discipline, I think, comes from, you know, the, the word discipline comes from the word disciple, and that's uh, uh, believing in something. You know, a lot of times when we use the word disciple, we think religiously, but that's not just religion. It's that we believe in something. You know, I'm a disciple of Stephen Covey, not religiously. He wasn't a, a preacher or anything that I know of, but... Uh, mm-hmm. You know, the things that he taught uh, when I was with him, how he made me feel, all of those things made, made me a follower of Stephen Covey. And, of course, then his books by extension, because you know, that's how I learned. But um, but I, I think maybe if we become disciples of ourselves, mm-hmm. which may be a little bit different idea, the, maybe we'll be more inclined to, to do the right things. And like in character, again, you can, okay, from now on, I'm going to flip the starting Monday, because you got to start on a Monday. You can't start on a Tuesday, right? That's a long thing. You got to start on a Monday. Noted. When you flip the switch on Monday, from then on, I am going to be a person of character. Hmm. And I got Saturday and Sunday before I get there so I can do whatever I want. Right, sure. Then on Monday, you'll say, "Ah, (laughs) I don't know how I feel about that. Um, This ties in, we're talking about disciples, and this is a religious uh, comment, but we've been talking, again, Jacob and I have been talking a lot about repentance and what what um the purpose is because uh, some people it gets a bad rap they they've looked at catholicism and and they think well i don't understand why it should be mandatory and um some of the things that we've been talking about recently is that it's not for god it's not for the priest it's it's for me at least i believe that it's for you um you need to be able to 
be hold yourself accountable to say i want to repent of these things so that i can just move forward so i can so i can keep going um and i think that sometimes when we're talking about whether or not you're going to do something or not um you'll say oh i don't do that i'm not someone that does that kind of thing even if i want to be somebody that works works out every day i don't and so i'm just not somebody that does that um and i hope this will tie around with repentance it's not like just a random co- topic i'm throwing in there because with repentance it's i don't have to be the person that doesn't work out every day and i'm just using that as an example like you know i don't have to be the person that's addicted to this substance or i don't have to be the person that's rude to their family members um that's not something i want to be so i want to change um and if you haven't done that in years it may feel like it's not only part of your everyday routine, but part of your personality. And that is something that I think is really hard to change. Um, there's this uh, tiny book. I have no idea where I found it. <laughs> it's about the size of your palm, not even including the fingers, just the palm. Um, super small, super thin. And I gave it to a friend of mine um, who was going into the service. And it says, the cover, it says the secret of getting absolutely everything you want in the world. It's like, oh, really? So small, super tiny book. Yeah. And you open it up. And I, I'm really grateful. I actually thought of this for this conversation re- just randomly just now. But the uh, the book is one page and it says, be willing to do whatever it has to do, you whatever it takes to get there. Yeah. Um, and you, you know, you throw, you close the book and you throw it across the room. You're like, that was dumb, stupid waste <laughs> of five seconds of my life. But, yeah. um, it's funny that it's, there's so much truth in it that they decided to publish it in this yeah. teeny tiny, stupid little book. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> um, that's yeah. extremely powerful. You know, I mean, that's the truth, uh, but not easy, but again, to know, but not to do is not to know. Yeah. That's really the the foundation of it all. I'll tell you what uh, where it, where it, this process and you know it, it's not something that uh, that you get through and you're at the end a, a person of character. It's you got to continuously do it. You know, I I I can do this, and I will do it. Uh, I'm not successful in this area in my life. Uh, I, I'm more successful than I was last year but still not what I think I should be. And that's uh, uh, eating. Mm-hmm. I, I still eat not as much sugar as I did last year. And last year, I just, I don't know why I just decided hey, I'm okay. Well, I'm not <laughs> when I eat too much sugar. And uh, uh, and other things, you know, carbs, you, as, as you get older, uh, because they all develop into sugar and then uh, you become uh, diabetic and all that kind of stuff. And, um, but, but again, I know I shouldn't, now will I not? That's always a question, and that and that man and Deb is a great uh, baker, and she makes some mm-hmm. delicious stuff, man. And uh, sometimes it's like, wow, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna die, but I'm gonna die happy. <laughs> I'm gonna die happy. <laughs> yeah. uh, it, you know, it, it, it's difficult sometimes. It's difficult, but I, I have a, a great respect for people, and I've always had. I, I had this, uh, this uh, protege by the name of Jack Ryder, who was uh, a vegan. And we were together for many years, about 30 years ago. And, um, and he, you know, I always, I used to respect him that he didn't have to eat the stuff that I ate, you know, he would eat sensibly and he, you know, he was always thin. And I, in those days I was thin too, but, uh, but I knew that I shouldn't be eating all the junk that I did. And he didn't, he had enough 
discipline not to, you know, and he did, it was exactly what you just uh, described. It wasn't him. He would mm-hmm. not, he could not. It's like, yeah, you can, I could have stuffed it in his mouth, you know, but a, a big bur- a burger in his mouth, but uh, that was, that was not his identity. His identity was that he was a vegan and, you know, he, he didn't eat uh, meat and the stuff that I ate, but, um, but anyway, it, it, it does take, uh, discipline it does take willpower it takes a sense of purpose really you know why mm-hmm. why would you do this I, I want to be a person of character okay let's see let's think off the top of my head what's one thing that a person of character does or doesn't do well how about does respect yeah how do you do that well there's all kinds of ways you know depending on who you're trying to respect but that is i think a discipline that starts with i can be respectful. I will. And then there's more. And then there's all of the external stuff that bombards you, that uh, guides you toward being disrespectful. I don't know. Maybe you can convince me that uh, that this is the wrong approach. But I, I think that at our core, um, we are somewhat self-seeking uh, creatures. I think that we want to do what's best for us. Um, and sometimes we might think, for instance, with food, you know, this looks good. This is what's best for me. But there's another voice in your head saying, well, what's best for me in the long term is something else. Um, and, uh, so, so yeah, I, I think that, um, trying to find a way to where you think doing the hard thing is best for you, um, is, is important, um. I think I may have lost my train of thought, but basically doing doing harder things, uh, like being nice to that. That's where I was going. Like being nice to people. Um, some people may have an inclination to to be rude or short because it feels good. Um, they they want to feel maybe respected. Uh, we were talking about respect, and um, maybe learning that oh, if I if I respect people, if I say yes, sir, if I say Yes, ma'am. Um, adopt some of these habits uh, we were talking about last episode with an older gentleman that that w- really wanted the fourteen-year-old boy to come and say, you know, sir, I totally understand all the experience you have. Uh, can I ask you a few questions instead of trying to kind of um, fight back with some kind of different uh, ideas um, in a different way? Learning that maybe respect, for example, if you say all those things, garners. Um, respect back and more opportunities uh, and selfishly uh, gives you a, a better chance at having good relationships and and stuff like that um, all it's all in your head really um, I think maybe learning that uh, all the dreams and character uh, flaws the dreams that you have for character and character flaws that you think you might have um, doing the hard thing might also be in your self-interest uh, that's one approach that I think has helped me at least with, uh, for instance, as a kid, you know, kids lie. Um, I remember being seven years old and fibbing. And um, I think I rooted that out really quick because I realized that it wasn't in my interest. I mean, I never got what I wanted, you know, mm-hmm. and then yeah. you get caught and it's horrible and you feel horrible. And, mm-hmm. and um, uh, yeah. So, so what do you think about that? I mean, uh, realizing that character uh is in your interest <laughs> selfishly yeah. well and uh, let me just go back a little bit to what you said about uh it, it starts with your head 
and I, th I think it does with your mind, you know, what, what goes into it. Uh, back in my day, we used to say garbage in, garbage out. Well, garbage in, garbage stays uh, until you get rid of it, you know. And uh, I, th I think you're right that it does start with your, your mind, how you perceive things. But there's got to be a connection, you know, developing character, I think, is a connection between the mind and the heart or or the spirit. I would use probably this, the word the spirit, which I think comes from the heart. Uh, but uh, once you connect those things, then again, it goes back to the discipline of that thing or that person that I am a disciple of kindness. I, th I think you can do that. I think I think you can be a disciple of of that concept uh, concept of being kind. But uh, but but when, once it goes from your head to your heart and then to your hands, saying "sir" and "ma'am" and, and you know all those uh, being nice, I I, I think those are uh, courtesies that mm -hmm. maybe are different than respect. Because sure. you know you, you don't you, you can you've you know people who say sir and ma'am in a in a way that with us old guys it pisses us off yeah. <laughs> you know like, don't, don't don't sir me you know <laughs> because I know you're being uh, either facetious or being a dumbass but yeah. uh, uh, so you know people in, in uh, that's manipulative mm -hmm. you know I, I know you want me to say those words so I'm going to say those words and you know. Cadets at the academy are great at this. They're the smartest people in the world. They know how to get do that and get by with it. But um, but there's no value in that. There's no yeah. growth in that. On the other hand, you don't have to say those words necessarily to be respectful, because it's a little bit. Uh, uh, my sense is that respect comes from humility. That this I don't own this. Whatever it is, I you know whether it's an act or a thing, I don't own this. I, someone else owns it, and it happens to be you. So I respect that. And, you know, uh, an opinion. I don't own your opinion. You own your your own opinion. But I can respect that it belongs to you and that you can share it with me. In fact, I, I celebrate that. So, uh, so a little bit different. Uh, I think different concepts, uh, but nonetheless, you know it because uh, you know both. It used to be all of us were taught to say "sir" and "ma'am." Yeah. Yeah. I, I now you guys. Uh, uh, Civil Air Patrol was the only thing that that taught me that. So really? you're right. Nowadays, I don't. I don't think that uh, I had the type of parents that cared. Uh, they they love that I do it, but I don't think that they care to teach me that. Um, but they're not against it. But Civil Air Patrol is the one that because every time you go on Tuesday, you know they have a rank, and so you actually have to call them sir or ma'am um, by by just the logic of the rank. But uh, I think that transferred for me, uh, and I think it's helped me a whole lot. I mean, they're they're. There, I don't think there's a lot of people my age that use sir or ma'am as much as I do. And so I think whenever I, I meet someone older, um, I, I think it, they, they see that I respect them. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, 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 I, and again, those are, are uh, methods. Courtesies. Yeah. Courtesies. Uh, we moved to California. Uh, the girls were, I'm going to say probably what, four and eight, because they're four years apart. And we moved into this neighborhood uh, off base uh, at March Air Force Base in Riverside, California. And the day two or so, the girls uh, come up and say, hey, Dad, can I go? Can we go look around uh, the neighborhood and see if we can find some friends? So I said, yeah, go, go. And uh, they go off and 
I don't know, half an hour, an hour later, come they come back and, oh, did you meet some people? Oh, yeah, yeah. We met uh, uh, Tom and Mary next door. And I, mm -hmm. I don't remember those names, if they were the right, right ones or not. I said, oh, really, Tom and Mary? Yeah, they're, they're not right next to, oh, yeah, they're very nice people, really. Yeah, they work in, in uh, uh, Los Angeles. Wait, wait, wait a minute, what, they work? Yeah, are, are these your friends? Oh, yeah, they, we just became friends. Are you talking about, are, are they adults? Yeah, yeah, and they're Tom and Mary. Yeah, yeah, Dad, they're Tom and Mary. No, they're not. They're Mr. Tom and Miss Mary. We've taught you that for all of your life, eight years, four years. You do not call them by first name. Oh, it's okay, Dad, because they told us we could do that. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's go. So I go next door, knock on the door, and I meet Tom and Mary, Mr. Tom, Miss Mary. And I <laughs> tell them, look, we were we're, we've taught our kids to be respectful, and one way to be respectful is to call people Mr whatever because that's what we were taught and that's what we're teaching them we're from the south and, and all that kind of stuff and and um and they got a kick out of it you know oh really yeah. and, and they realized pretty quickly that i was not kidding <laughs> you yeah. know and uh I, I put my chief hat on and they realized mm, okay i think this guy's serious and so <laughs> that happened but every time that uh, the, the girls because we'd watch them the girls would go uh you know, they'd see, we'd see each other on the in, on the in the yard, and hi, Mr. Tom, hi, Miss Mary, oh. and uh, the, you could see they were chuckling, uh, you know, but but they didn't they didn't correct them or uncorrect them, whatever the word really is. Yeah, and, and so it worked out. It worked out. But uh, and I think yeah, I'm gonna say, yeah, I think I can uh, honestly say that my girls are very respectful yeah. of of uh, especially older people, but of of everyone, you know, and we. We started that at the very beginning. And again, that goes back to the, the I will have the discipline to do these things. Yeah, I have a quick thought on respect and maybe we can we can elaborate on it later. But I, I work at that summer camp for kids with autism and uh, they, they uh, uh, for the most part, are pretty clear with their emotions. If they're angry, they're angry. Oh, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. And uh, that's not the case. You know, everybody's different. Everybody has their quirks. Everybody, you know, has, yeah. has more or less something else. But yeah. I've I've learned that uh, for most of the kids that I've seen, it seems like when they're disrespectful, it's because they, they have a lot of pride. But I really think that having a lot of pride just means that you may think that people don't see you as somebody that is this or that or they don't have a lot of respect for you and yeah. so you think i need to bolster and puff up my chest and, and show everybody how big i am because i i am not respected and i'm yeah. not um taken care of and and so that's a little bit of humility i think for for somebody who just thinks oh man they have such a hard shell on and they're so disrespectful and how could they be like that and it's like well you know they might not have the the, the biggest image of themselves that you think that they do. Um, right. Yeah. So. Interesting. Interesting. Well, yeah. uh, and I have an answer for that, but uh, not today. Okay. <laughs> I have <laughs> to wait. Week. You're going to make me wait. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to make you okay. wait a week. Well, okay. let's talk next week. Sounds good. Thanks. Thank you for listening. We hope that there was something that you heard in this episode that will help empower you to become a better leader. A leader of character. If you'd like to connect with us, please email us at CLOC at leadership and foresight.org. Until next time, be great. This podcast is powered by the Institute for Leadership and Strategic Foresight.